This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid Pro Audio Couture. If you're looking for a cable in any length that you might want, probably not too long. I'm sure there's a I think limitation. That, I think they max out their ordering at 20 feet, but I bet if you ride them, you could probably go, yeah. you could probably get a hundred footer if you wanted. hundred foot. Get a 200 footer, 600 foot. Yeah. For, uh, why would you want that? No idea. Well, anyway, <laughs> head on over to sinusoid.com. Shoot those guys an email. They're pretty responsive. They've always been really responsive when I've had questions for them. Uh huh. So, um, yeah, just head on over there. Check out their uh, cable builder little software on their website. It's super cool. Yeah. It's really fun to build your custom cable and kind of like go through all the details and uh, maybe make yourself think about cables a little differently than you used to. Yeah, look at uh, their uh, Sliver Series patch cables. Remember yeah. when the first time we talked about them and we were like, oh, it's the Silver Series. Yeah, because we don't know how to read. Yeah, They're called the Sliver. Uh, <laughs> Good job. Good job, uh, us. <laughs> oh, something we didn't mention on the last episode, we're revamping the wheel of pedals. And, uh, Why are you putting this in the sponsorship? Well, they sent us some patch cables oh. with sliver uh, jacks on them that we're going to use to sweeten up the pot. There so, we go. Oh. So that's going to be fun. That's cool. And they also sent me a kit to to do the uh, the like the, the sliver kit, so I can experiment with putting them together to see what that's like. I'm going to make a little video, so be on the lookout for that. Which leads into our other sponsor, Fuzzrocious <laughs> Pedals has sent us two pedals to demo. They sent us the Moth, which is a fuzz with this crazy like out of this world noise making tremolo attached to it which world is it in? it's a fuzz tremolo the kind of world where giant moths rule the land and the sky and probably the underground too what they the moths rule the planet and they make a fuzzy sound that uh also sounds kind of like a geiger counter <laughs> it's pretty crazy uh they also sent us the anomalies uh, we got the version that's got a three-eyed cow on it. Moo. Which is cool. Moo. It is a delay Moo. pedal that uh, has a switch on there. When you press it, it it cuts the uh, the delay time in by powers of four, I think. Makes it four times slower or hmm. four times faster, depending on how you have it set up. Uh, it does some crazy stuff. These are some really wild noise-making pedals. But also do their core effect very well. They do this a really great delay. It's a really great fuzz with a really crazy option attached to each one. Uh, so be on the lookout for our demos. They're going to be a lot of fun. Hey, this is Ryan. This is Co. This is Kevin. And this is Steve. And you're listening to 60 Second Hum, the guitar, buying, selling, training, fixing, mocking, breaking, playing, ruining, playing, playing, podcast. Uh, uh, we're here doing it again. I think I said one of them twice. I think I said yeah. playing twice. Yeah. Did. The guitar playing, 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 playing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Second episode, huh? <laughs> so like I like I here's a new thing. Like I teased in the uh, in the sponsorship spot. We should have mentioned this last episode, but we are completely revamping the wheel of pedals. And by clean, completely revamping, we're adding one new rule. And that rule <laughs> is that the submitted pedal needs to have a used value of at least a hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to work because you keep saying, "Oh, we're going to sweeten this up," but it's like we have like five dollar Behringer pedals on there. How are we going to sweeten that up to a hundred dollars? Uh, with the uh, so many with, t-shirts with some of the thirteen TC Electronic pedals that were sent to us, with some of our t-shirts, with some of the cables that were sent to us, cash. With cash money, maybe <laughs> gi- right to the maybe <laughs> gift certificates to Barnes and Noble. I don't know. We're gonna make it worth it to people. People are gonna be interested. The pe- the board is gonna get sweeter. Hey guys, and sweeter you can win. You by. can win this uh, Behringer delay and ninety five dollars cash. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really, can you put a price on a hug? Oh, I know. Right? Uh, yeah. We'll figure out some creative a stuff. Maybe I'll make some hug. like custom, like silly little paintings and it. The people who help sweeten up the board with their $100 pedals will make sure that they get taken care of. I, I feel like... We'll throw YFB shirts in the box. Those oh, yeah. Are, by those the way, are you worthless. said you have some. I want one of those, too. I think yeah, we have yeah, largest, too. too. Can I have one? Yeah, me I'll too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> are, you, are you also a large, Kevin? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. My, my other <laughs> one's a belly shirt on me now. Like my vintage one. I, well, I was I, hoping you would make this one a belly shirt too. <laughs> I can. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, we'll, we'll, figure, we'll figure some stuff out. We might have to like reseed. We might have to go through what, what we've got in the stash and put a couple of ringers on there, I think. Right. Make it worth it. Make it exciting. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Some people will be taking it for the team, I'm sure. But we're, we're going to try to take good care of you guys. Um, but I think it's going to bring in a new level of excitement for the wheel of pedals. I think it's going to be more rewarding. It's going to take a lot of pedals out of the food chain. Mm-hmm. I remember the phrase. Well played. Um, so there's going to be things like, you know, like Boss DD3 is not going to cut it. Yeah. Like basically in my head, you go on Reverb or eBay, you check the value. If it has sold at all for $100 or over, you are in the clear. So it's. It's resale value, not manufacturers. Right, exactly. Because there was some guys talking about it on the group this a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. And they were talking about that it was manufacturer's price. So just to be clear, it's resale value. That's, That's what I want to go for because I I don't want people to get a pedal that yeah sure the the retailer is like oh this is worth two hundred twenty five dollars but then they can't sell it okay for seventy five bucks they can't sell it for sixty five because no one just no one wants to buy it. Right. It has to have precedence of selling used. Right. And if it's so new that there's no way to know what its resale will be, just email us and run it by us. You know, I'm sure yeah, it'll be, be cool. obvious. Be cool, babies. Yeah, you can always ask us. It's easy. All right, so should, is there anything else new we need to talk about? Yeah. I oh. bought a uh, tachyon delay from Chuck Pedals. Oh, nice. I uh, haven't really had a chance to mess around with it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Chuck Pedals, uh, the guy who... Uh, runs at company Charles Bennett has also done uh, work with um, Grant from. Uh, oh, cool! Grant. Am I saying thinking of the right person? You're talking from, from Big Ear. Big Ear. From Big Ear, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just kind of it's second episode, right? Uh, <laughs> so he's done work with him on on the design side. So uh, I actually I I met uh, Charles at um, at Nam last year. But it was at the Earthquaker party, so combo either like 
just you know even after one day you've got namthrax yeah um and it's super loud and we're outside and he's i'm talking to him and there's all this other stuff going on and he's like he keeps saying i'm chuck from chuck like i do chuck pedals i'm chuck like and he keeps telling me this but all i'm hearing is i'm truck from truck pedals oh okay. and all i can think is like why would your parents name you Truck? <laughs> like, what's going on? Oh, That's hi. almost as bad as Co. Hi, Truck. <laughs> nice to meet you, Truck. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm like, all right, dude. Like, uh, I mean, it I is a pretty sweet name. I'm, I'm just not. It's an awesome I would name. just wasn't processing anything. Uh, but he's a, he's a super cool dude. I mean, if your name is Truck, there's it kind of limits your career opportunities in the future. <laughs> oh my gosh! There was a kid I knew. Um, his name was Trucker. Like that wow. was that was his given name was Trucker. You got you got to be cool. With, I mean, is he from you, East County? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to be cool with a name like that. I yeah, mean, you, yeah. You got it. Well, stop. anytime anyone asks him how he's doing, you can just be like, you know, trucking, trucking, just trucking. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he, uh, so I, I bought the tachyon delay from him, but I was also looking at his. What I are they? It's called the Blue Dreamer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, which is his? I th- I want to say it's a reverb. Um, his pedals are really interesting because you kind of like are trying to figure out exactly what they are and you got to watch the demos, but I'm really looking forward to getting that in. And of course, uh, if it's a, something new and we own it, that means there's a pretty good chance a demo is down. Is yeah. Going to come down the line. Yeah. So I'll demo it eventually. That'll be cool. Hmm. Of course. Uh, I don't have anything new to say. I told my story about eBay last week. Um, Oh, you know what we need to talk about? What? Inner Circle Secret Santa. We, should we talk about that last week. Secret What'd you get? Santa. I don't even remember. I got the tar pits from, oh, from Greer. Uh, from Greer Amps. Cool. cool. So it's it's really fun. It's a IC styled uh, big muff. Yeah. And it's super heavy, super big sounding, super muffy sounding. It's got a really cool color and art thing going on. I'm excited about it. I'm looking I think I'm gonna use it next time I play at church. Yeah. I need to do a demo of that one too. Yeah, I got the Micropog. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm actually really looking forward to busting that on bass. I got on my board. Um, so You I'm don't gonna... have any uh, octave pedals. No, so I haven't... Does oct- it track? Real, like, how does it track? I've heard it tracks really well. I haven't I haven't had a chance to okay. use it. Um, I have an octave fuzz, and it's only octave up. Yeah, that's Which different. is actually really cool on bass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, no, you're going to be able to get, like, big, like... Yeah, uh, it does cello sounds up, out of that. It does octave up and down. Yeah. In order to fit on my board, I had to remove my uh, volume pedal. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to being able to like put octaves on other effects aside yeah. from just a fuzz. So yeah, that, totally. So that's going to be really cool. No, it's it's really great to run stuff like that before your time effects. Yeah. No, I've got uh, right now. I've just got fuzz. I think fuzz boost and then the micropog and then everything else so cool looking forward to it i'm sad that i don't get to play at church with you anymore because that sounds like a lot of fun it's okay i can't hear myself ever anyway so oh my god (laughs) (laughs) hooray in ears they recently went all wireless at my church so that (laughs) they move and they moved all the players like the guitar players and the singers to the front of the stage. Oh, geez. So that they can take their guitar and their mic stand with them after no. worship and the, <sighs> when the pastor comes up. Oh that gosh. is the one upside with the biggest upside with, with my church is they don't care our, about this stuff. Our, no, just that our stage is like good. Pretty I don't know. Deep. Pretty deep. 15, 20 feet deep. Ours is so, too. It's just they're trying mm-hmm. something new. 
So something nice in my church is that the stage is at a at like a, a public middle school. Yeah, and it's so on an auditorium. It's right? an auditorium, and the way the stage lights are is they they cut off for the back of the stage. Oh, mm. and so my guitar gets illuminated, <laughs> but my face doesn't. Oh my so gosh! No one, no one notices my my rusting murder face while I'm playing. That's true. We haven't <laughs> talked about that in a while. It's intentional. It's actually turned out pretty great. I'm like, I'm in the shadows. This is awesome. But if you, you ever, can still see my glittery guitars. If you ever watch, if you ever watch Ryan play guitar, he's just always like. Just like I look angry. Podcast listeners can see what you're doing. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ryan has that resting murder face. Yeah, I it's think... just me concentrating and having fun. That's just me having a good time. It's just me having a good time while killing everybody in the front. <laughs> I'm just row. totally killing it. You know. Oh my gosh! Think about literally melting their face. That was, don't you? Wearing it like a that mask. Was gross. <laughs> melting their their face so it melts onto my face and fits perfectly. Yes. Yeah, uh, and, you know that sounds we, like something Buffalo Phil would be into. I know, but we we do the thing of of pulling uh, mic stands to the side mm-hmm. um, after the first worship section, so mostly to not block the big like projection screen. Right, like yeah. they're they're sensitive about that apparently. But I'm usually on the side, so it doesn't affect me, and I don't have a mic stand, so I don't care. <laughs> I'm bass. I'm way in the back in the shadows. Nobody yeah. knows I'm there anyway. In the shadows. <laughs> it's it's only bass anyway. Right. I mean, right. in the shadows. <laughs> oh man. Did we ever talk about what co? Is that short for anything? Did we? Ever I know what it is. It's short for Kokomo, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> Parents are huge Beach Boys fans. That's cool. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> You're not a Beach Boys fan. <laughs> That's fake? Are <laughs> yeah. you lying to me? Yeah, I've been lying to you. What is, what is your name actually short for? Or is that just it? It's just Co. It's just Co. Yeah, it's short I, for Co. I completely <laughs> believe You told me that like two years ago and I believed it this whole time. Really? Because I, I, usually, I usually follow that up with, I'm just kidding, man. No, you were like, <laughs> no, you said it and then you looked me in the eye and you touched me on the shoulder and you said, I'm dead serious. This is, this is why it's been two years since you've been on the show. Kokomo. <laughs> <laughs> No, every time I like I talk to you or see you post somewhere, I'm like, Kokomo, that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's because it's it, no, it's a good connection because it's, it's not like they named you Kokomo. No, well, okay, that's usually what I tell people is that my full name is Kokomo. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> you learn something new every day. It's just about Co. Co Schneider. Yeah, <laughs> it's just Co. I like oh my it. gosh! I have a Facebook group for people named Co. Do you really? Are you I the do. only one in it? I'm the only one in it. <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to start a Facebook group for guys named Ryan Burke. Yeah. But to start a group, you have to have more than one person. And so I had to friend a Ryan Burke. Mm. So I randomly tried to friend. like There was that weird dude, like right? In New Ryan York? Uh, I didn't friend that guy. Okay. He's like a, like a crazy artist. Yeah. Um, I'm an artist too, but not Wait. that kind of crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, fr- I friend requested like three other Ryan Burks that I do not know at all. Mm-hmm. None of them responded, but one res- one accepted the request like a year later Yeah, nice. when I was done like being interested in having a Ryan Burke group. Creepy. Okay, so I started a f- group called First Name Co. That's and awesome. And so locally here, there's a lady on the radio, Co. Lewis. Yeah, Co. Her f- that's her real first name you also. Think her, you think she's a Kokomo? No, she is actually Co. That's right. her Maybe first name. Maybe you were named after her. So I, I, fre- like, I 
tried to add her to the group. I sent her the request. Like, hey, join my group. First name, Co. She denied it. <gasps> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Co. What There's, station is she on? Uh, KGB. Yeah. Classic mm-hmm. rock. World class rock, depending on what. World is. famous KGB. <laughs> I haven't listened. We to were that. real big in the seventies. <laughs> I haven't listened. We're still around. It's like the only station I listen to in town when I listen to the radio. So I list, I've been listening to a lot of jazz. Hmm. A lot of jazz, you know. Good Why do you say it like that? I like to get the like to fill my ears with jazz. Jazz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fill your ears with the what? I'm all into you know just just getting a big load of jazz in my ears. <laughs> Even though there's not actually anything on the previous episode or this episode, I already feel like both of them should have been explicit. Like there's nothing out. It's one of those things where it's like you watch a show and you're like, they're not actually saying anything that's like technically mature, but there's so much. Right. This is. I'm sorry. This is. My name's Cohen. I like to party. <laughs> My name is Ryan and I like jazz. <laughs> oh, good grief. Here. Uh, I think this side of the table is just going to stay out of it. <laughs> Should we get into ads? I feel like there was something else. You know, this episode uh, is going to drop uh, like two weeks before Nam. On I think. the 9th, I think? Yeah. When is Nam? 19th. The 19th. So, yeah, two weeks oh. before NAMM. So, that's We're going to have cool. to figure out a recording schedule around that. No, we don't. We don't? Because we record the 16th. Oh, there you go. And then uh, we are in NAMM when the second episode drops. Are you cool. guys going to do some stuff with people up there? We don't really know. Okay. Um, because of the way our situation is set up, like, we are not supposed to be bringing anyone back to the condo. So, we're supposed to be limited to people who are only on, like, a... Uh, a lease list basically hmm. so that being said we do have the uh gear some guys are going to be slumming it up with us yeah and rest uh, in peace aaron boo boo <laughs> and uh daniel shields from ds uh guitar engineering, DS how, engineering. how terrible would, would it be if aaron actually died Dude, okay so <laughs> he before, went, before he, this episode 2016 yeah, isn't over yet he went he went yeah. home today so uh cody he went home he went home today to Co- the lord oh, okay <laughs> no to his house <laughs> Cody Lake posted who 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 would you rather gets taken in 2016 and it was the slum guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the day before Aaron oh no. crashed. Oh, oh my gosh. my. He got messed up. Yeah. Poor um, Aaron. Hopefully he can make it to to Nam. Yeah, so anyway, we're going to have those guys. We're going to have Daniel Shields. Is that it? Anyone That's else? That's it. I'm my, my my wife and kid and my mom and my sister are going to be there Thursday okay. staying yeah. the night because they're going to go to Disneyland. I figure mm-hmm. there's going to be a bunch of vacant beds so they might as well yeah. crash if they want. Right. Makes so uh, so that'll be that'll be cool. But yeah, I, I we're not our we've been kind of throwing around different ideas for what we want to do at NAM this year and I think kind of um, what we were thinking is cuz Ryan will be up there two full days before I get up there. Mm-hmm is that Ryan will kind of just spend like a day or so just kind of scouting. And then we're going to spend Saturday going through the things that he thinks are like really interesting. And we'll just do a bunch of like five minute, like on the floor, we'll go check it out. And then we're just going to record five minutes. Hey, we're at this booth. This is their featured thing. What do we think? Yeah. First impressions. Hmm. Right. And that's it. So, so we're thinking that that will be, and I'm thinking about like content this year, maybe grabbing people like regular, like, 
people who are in those booths, like looking at stuff, like grab them, pull them to the side. Hey, talk to us about this. Like mm-hmm. do something that's more, something that's closer to the existing format of our show. Just talking gear instead of trying to do a bunch of interviews like we did last year. Because okay. interviews suck. Yeah, you guys mentioned that you were trying to change it up from what you did last yeah. year. Yeah. Well, I just also figured that there's so many interview shows out there now that do it much better than we do. And a lot of those yeah. guys have already been interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, a lot of the a lot of the guys that are at NAM have already been interviewed to death. Right. That's true. Right. Like, we don't need to rehash that, you know. The so. last time we interviewed somebody from Nam, uh, we got a bunch of hate on YouTube for asking Paul Reed Smith about pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even there for that. I wasn't even there. That was, from, yeah. that was me and Bake Wyland. That's right. I'm trying to say Bake now. <laughs> well, your guys' your guys's niche has not been to be like everybody else, so keep it up. That's keep, true. Keep being different. We just want to be us. Yeah, just be you. Right. But I, I, you know, we also try something a little different every time we go to Nam. so... Just do you, Boo Boo. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace, Aaron Boo Boo. All right, let's get We're into some ads. So this bad. is already going to be a long episode. Yeah, speaking of Aaron Abubo, uh, this is a gross offset sent in by Aaron Abubo. Uh, here for sale, we have a parts caster someone made that I bought because I thought it looked cool. You know me. I like funky. No, dude, I don't know you, but okay. My name's me, and I like funky. Uh, it has a poplar body that was obviously homemade. No kidding. I sanded it up evenly and added a bit of a bevel to act as a forearm contour. It was unfinished when I got, got it, so I covered it in a few coats of Danish oil. Mm-hmm. Danish oil will protect from water, grime, etc. Do you, what's Danish oil? Yeah, it's, it's like a furniture it's, oil, right? It's a mix, right? Yeah, it, it has like a real like natural kind of feel to it. It's not real heavy, but it's enough to you know you have to maintain it, but it's enough to. Burn. Yeah, he says it'll protect it, uh, but it leaves the body with a neat bare wood feel. It kind of sounds like kind of. Like, I guess what tongue is also designed to do. Right. I appreciate that. That's not what my tongue does. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Oh, my God. Thanks thanks for looking at me like I know. (laughs) I don't know, man. We all just keep stopping and just staring. I'm editing the long silences out because it's not interesting for the show, but we all just keep stopping and just staring at Kevin. (laughs) You're the only one who knows anything about guitars. (laughs) There's just like 45 (laughs) seconds of awkward silence, and then Kevin's just like, I I really don't know what you guys are talking about. Well, there there are certain finishes that people will put like on the back of a neck, for example. Right. And then you could probably get other people that would argue against each one of those. But (laughs) tongue oil, Danish oil, gunstock oil, there are a lot of different oil finishes. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, so the pros, lace sensor humbucker, it sounds really nice and meaty, especially in the off-center position it was fa- placed in. I actually feel like that's something you would be into, right? Yeah, it's kind of I like cool, the pickup position. It's a little funky yeah. position. It's, and um, it's kind of slanted, it looks like, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the bridge is a hip shot, American standard style hardtail. Uh, it has a set of DiMarzio staggered tuners. I didn't even know DiMarzio made tuners. Maybe I did. I don't know. Parts alone <laughs> cost around $150, $200. And could easily and could easily part it out and resold. This guy's English is worse than mine. The neck is super <laughs> solid. One of the nicer Samic products I have seen. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. <laughs> a nice thinnish profile that is comfortable without being too thin. Uh, the action is really low. Blah 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 blah. Cons. Don't ask me why because it's the most asinine thing I've ever seen. But whoever built this originally put the jack in the place where it made sense to put the knob, and the knob in the sense where it made. Uh, in the knob where it made sense to put the jack. I thought about modifying some plate to cover the football-shaped jack hole in the pit guard and hold the knob in place. This doesn't really pose any problem other than the cable being in the path 
of where it makes sense to strum. You can strum around it, but as I played it, I found myself forgetting and hitting my hand on the jack cable. It also looks a little funky. Little, a little <laughs> funky, you say, Steve. But he looks a lot funky. I thought he's he got, reading the copy. He got this. I thought he got this because he liked funky. Anyway, oh yeah, he's decided not to mess around with it. But if it, this is a deal breaker, shoot me a message and we can discuss options for me to switch them before I ship. There's also a filled knot in the lower horn. Horn is structurally secure, but it is visible. As he's, always, I oiled the board, polished it up, cleaned out the electronics, and put on a shiny new set of tens. That's kind of a neat thing when somebody says, "I says like, oh yeah, I put on some new strings." Yeah, I put new strings on that hammer that I was trying to sell. They're not new strings anymore because no one will buy it. <laughs> I'm surprised what, that hammer what's this sold. listed for? 120 on Craigslist, 100 on okay. a Facebook group right now. Are you talking about this guitar? No, the hammer. The hammer. Oh no! Oh, you mean this guitar? I was just right, thinking about hammer. myself because I'm so selfish. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't have the price in the screen grab. Yeah, this is on Reverb. Um, I don't know. I feel like I should know. I don't even know how to look this up on Reverb. It's what would it be weird... worth to you to pick this up, Steve? $45. That, that low? <laughs> yeah, I'd do $45 for this. I don't... I'd, I'd, I'd probably... Well, you can't really... That's the thing. You can't really even part this out because the neck isn't worth anything because it's a ceramic. Right. The body's worthless because it's a home job. It's basically firewood. Uh, you're basically taking that pickup and that bridge, the bridge if you want it. Yeah. The bridge I, is nice. That's the thing is, I don't know if there's a price where I would be like, oh, yeah, I want that. Right. Yeah. No, it would and, be like the DiMarzio tuners. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd be looking at it and be like, oh, I want that bridge for another project. I could use that pickup. I'll just go buy this and I'll scrap it, you know. I mean, because this is a disaster. I don't hate the look of it. Does that make me bad? Well, I. I, I'm going to agree with you. I do not hate the concept of it. Right. Because okay. it's kind of got right. the Squire supersonic thing going on. Yeah. The upside down That's what I'm liking offset. about it. Uh, the execution is not great at all. Yeah. No, the output jack is right. ridiculous. But even like the, the pit guard looks really sloppy. Um, the body shape, the lower horn, really is a, is a failure horn. Like mm. Failure horn. It's a cool bit. <laughs> it's my name. new bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my name for sure. There's... There's a lot of funky stuff happening here. Even the top horn is really weird. Yeah, there was the uh, Fender did those like the Cabernita series, uh-huh. and they had one that was kind of like a reverse Jazzmaster, which was kind of cool, like in a Billy Gibbons kind of like twisted yeah. backwards kind of way. So yeah, points for that for sure. But um, it's that that football jack, man. It's it just it's, <laughs> it's like a, right on the. Y- pickup and i it's one of those things where it's direct tone it's deliberate (laughs) because in order to put it there you'd have to cut out the shape of it so it's not like it was an accident like oh well there's nowhere else to put it it just i do not get it at all and your cable's gonna be passing right by your volume knob there and who knows right your wiring's gonna be a little weird too yeah i do not get it at all i get is in this thing is intentionally bad well what's really killing me is the you can see where the wood there's like a center seam yeah yeah and it's like Perfect. nowhere near in like that it, just visually you know it, it's kind of <laughs> this whole thing off. is wrecking my eyes like it's cognitive dissonance yeah yeah wow, that's a and word. i don't know if it's like the angle either but like look at the strings the way they follow the length of the neck 
it looks like the neck is not straight with the strings. Yeah, that top E string is way It off. really travels. Look at how it might, maybe it has really high action and it's just the angle like it's freaking your no, eye. No, no. But it's, it's probably, like, it, those strings are wandering well, across the fretboard. You can, it's probably the way that the neck pocket was cut. You said it was a home job. Yeah. And, and so, you know... There's that, nothing on this guitar that's straight. The body being what it is, and in it, in one like that where you can see, you know how low you know it meets on the <laughs> on the bass side compared to the the treble side. Like, there's probably a little bit of give in there, but I, I don't know, man. It this hurts. is not salvageable. No, it hurts. You yeah. could, you could it burn. <laughs> you could take parts from this and start another guitar if you got an, a different body that that neck fit into, but it's a Samick neck. Why are you, why would you put too much energy into it? Like that's like a well, super student brand. They said it's solid. I mean, who knows? It could I'm, be a nice neck, right? But I'm saying it's yeah. not worth anything. I actually think the body shape is interesting, but mm -hmm. I don't, I'm kind of the opposite of you, Kevin. Mm -hmm. I I don't like it as a reverse body. Really? I think I would like it as like a standard. This would look dumb at standard. You think so? You would yeah. notice how bad it is if you saw it flip. Maybe. Is that a forearm know. contour on it too? Or is that yeah, just like... Yeah, that's forearm parking. Put that in. Like if this was flipped, your eye would catch on to everything that's crooked about it and weird about it. Because it's not like it's a flipped Jazzmaster. Yeah. The the horns are not the same as a Jazzmaster. Things it's, are really funky it's here. It's almost got a guild acorn yeah. thing going on. Yeah. The Maybe. way this could be saved... Is if someone got in there and recarved the lower horn, recut a pit guard, moved the bridge to make it straight with a neck, and gave it a funky, funky paint finish. That's it. That's a, like make it like an art piece, you know, yeah. like a Picasso tribute. But once you get into all that work, <laughs> then you might as well blue. just start over, you know. This thing is a disaster. But you know, give them points for for trying. You know, the pickup thing. I, Granted, it that is still it kind of sits a little weird with me seeing it in the middle and and angled like that. But you know they're trying. Like, yeah, okay. if that's your sound, that's your sound. Right. Like I talked on last episode or some other earlier in the night, I talked about how I like my Strat bridge pickups to be pushed up an inch. Mm -hmm. Like, there's other ways. You know, we only get offered these standard pickup configurations like bridge, neck, and middle. There's stuff in between. There's places in between, and it's yeah. interesting to experiment well, like with those. The, what is it? The Steve Morse guitar has the. I think uh, so. Yeah, that Ernie Ball one. Yeah, they're they're like extra pickups, kind of in. Uh, yeah. In between there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Dude, that was so loud. What was loud? The thing you just did. Oh, the clanking. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> so should we pull out uh, some of Kevin's guitars and talk about those? <laughs> are we are we going to that right now? We're not going to talk about yeah. this other thing. You want, oh you want to talk about another ad or another thing? Uh, let's talk about another ad. Okay, let's talk about another ad then. I don't know. Are you ready to do this one? No, let's talk about Steve. We'll talk about another ad. It's okay. <laughs> All right, this is a Steve. Don't otherwise, hit me. Otherwise, no. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Why are you laughing? This 
<laughs> this is the date. So co offered uh, a while ago to start producing all of our episodes. Dude, that was like over a year ago. It's like ago. a Foley soundstage yeah. over here. Yeah. I feel like I'm in yeah, like yeah. a you, you 1920s radio yeah. play. Uh, you, you, guys don't, you guys don't want to do the mixing on your. Just send me the raw files. I'll take care of it. <laughs> Some old, old timey piano. Now we definitely know that we don't want <laughs> no, trust me, it'd be real classy. People would be uh, on the edge of their seat. Uh-huh. Do we just want to do two ads? Let's hit one more and then and Let's then talk about guitars ad. and then see where we end. I thought we were gonna do this grill board from yeah. Zach yeah. Baker. It's not actually a grill board, it just reminds me of a grill. Yeah, this is a Schmidt array SA six hundred. The lid is black. It says it's an innovative pedal board. It's a mm-hmm. two deck design with an aluminum lid. I don't know. It's uh seven hundred dollars plus uh, $140 shipping. It looks like a grill. Delicious. It, it does. You guys agree, right? It looks yes. like a grill. Oh, it yeah. looks like a barbecue I mean, grill, it, yes. Yeah. And here, or a coffin. Here's or my coffin. Uh, here's my ultimate critique of this, of why this... Is it going to be the same thing as mine? Pedal board is a bad idea, probably, if we're smart people. At the, on the count of three? Okay, we'll say it on the count of three, but we'll say it with... Because there's no way we can say it with one word. So it's going to be weird. Yeah. All right, on the count of three. One, two, three. It's the gonna second look tier bad. of pedals isn't gonna. It's gonna look bad when work. it gets like Good. worn in. Like okay. the grill's gonna get dented. There's that steel, stainless wasn't steel. what I was gonna say. Okay. Now we have totally different things. But I agree. That was bad, and you should feel bad. No, but my, my critique on it is, it's got. Uh, we haven't described it yet. It's a pedal board, but the the lid on it looks like a piece of like stainless steel from a grill cover. Well, the lid aluminum. on the grill. It's an aluminum. It's aluminum. But uh, that is going to get dented up and look bad in a bad way. It's not going to relic nice. It's going to look mm-hmm. like a dirty old grill after Think a while. Look how many stickers well, you can put on Well, you're there. not going to be cooking <laughs> stuff with it. But it, like, it's going to get bumped by other music gear. And like, you know, like think of like a salvage board or like a creation board. Like the, the uh, you know, it's going to get where it's going to get relic, but it's going to look good because it's going to look like it fits with, you know, like a tweed fender amp when they okay. look older. This but, is just going to look like a dirty grill. Well, wasn't there a picture of Guy Fieri playing a, like a barbecue? <laughs> this is perfect for him, right? This is there his you thing. go, for his hot licks. But then Coe has, okay. has a point. I'm if, not a fan of, two, of two-tier boards because then you don't, well, can't put a large... The problem with their two-tier system that I feel is that it's designed so that the top tier folds down over right. okay. half of the bottom tier. So how do you get to those? Are they always? Is that just where you stash your always-ons? Or that's where you put your power supply. That's a lot of space for just your power supply, in my yeah, opinion. True. And your wear situation, I feel like if it the whole thing was the aluminum color, uh huh, it would wear. It would look better with wear. But because it's two toned, I feel like it the no work, won't it, work as well. This thing is only going to look good its first day with the way it looks in this picture. The moment it gets a ding or gets a scratch on it, it's just going to look like oh, that. Just looks kind of ratty now. I mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to look good. Yeah. Maybe when someone I, can prove me kid, wrong and they can show me a picture of one of these like really beat to hell. Well, I just don't think so. When I was a kid, I had one of those mesh belts, the kind that I've literally been wearing for like the last 20 years now, probably. Uh-huh. Like the Boy Scout belt. I guess. I don't know. It's the one I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Um, and I remember. Prove it. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I remember when I got one and I, I was like, oh, Steve lifted, sh- his, lifted his pants off the floor to show us because we're all naked right now. We- <laughs> Disrobed a few hours ago. Um, and I remember uh, when I was That's a kid a thinking like, oh, 
it's this nice shiny like chrome buckle but when it gets a scratch in it like i'll just like go like sandpaper crazy on it and make the whole thing like like swirly whatever right so i so i got a scratch in it like a really deep one and then i did the whole sandpaper swirly thing and it still looked like garbage right <laughs> like there's nothing you're going to be able to do to fix this when it gets relic basically. you could put a 60 cycle hum sticker you could put stickers on it i mean it's if they I heard went you say it uh, 10 minutes ago i don't know <laughs> i'm just not a, obviously this thing is built like this thing is really over designed mm-hmm. and but in like a fun way i think it looks really good as it is new i just don't think it's going to age well i like this like spring handle that they have on it i like the hardware i even like like the uh, the woodworking like the angle of the wood and stuff like that it's got a cool look I don't like the second tier because I don't like two tier boards because it makes yeah. it hard to put volume pedals and stuff like that. I don't actually feel like I need two tiers, um, but it's just some pe- one. Some people like that. I just want that one. I've tier got some always on, on the I cheek could put on that by my tier. eye to yeah. symbolize pe- the person that I murdered. It it may not be as functional, but it really does look slick. I mean, you got to admit the it looks well built. The construction, like it's well built. You know the the, the hinges and. And all that. I mean, if you had a, like, let's say at a church or somewhere, you didn't have to travel with it. If you just, you know, had a nice board that you could kind of leave and you wanted to cover it up, I guess. I don't know. That Maybe that's defeating the purpose. But, <laughs> right? I don't that's know. It's okay. If you didn't have to travel with it as much, then it would be nice. Because yeah. it is pretty to look at. I mean, I we all know people probably that leave their stuff at church all the time. Like, yeah. Or if you had, like, a studio or something, yeah. you know, and you just wanted to cover the things up. You wanted it to look nice. Like uh, maybe, but then if I'm you're trying. just like if you're not moving it anywhere, like do you need it to look right? That's what I'm saying. You know, it's photo ops. It's all about the photo it's ops. It's just gonna be stuff in a right. closet or something. I don't know. Well, it's pretty. What do you guys think of the price? No, oh no, the price is probably like it's pretty what? steep. Yeah, it's steep, but it's probably what something like that would cost. Yeah, like, yeah it's, it's probably valid for the amount of work and material into. Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a description here, so we don't really know how big it is. The shipping is kind of steep. One hundred forty bucks shipping. It's probably heavy. Right. But if it's that heavy, it you shouldn't make a pedal board that heavy. The thing that should make a pedal board heavy is the pedals. Mm-hmm. Like even my salvage board, even though it's completely made out of wood. When it's empty, that thing is pretty featherweight. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's aluminum top. Aluminum. Maybe it's just a size thing. It's got to be a size. Aluminum thing. should be, could be, should be, could be pretty light. Yeah. It, aluminum should weigh less than anything on that board. Yeah. Um, overall, I, the price. Again, I don't know how big this is, so that's that's a hard thing to look at. Um, but if it's like a decent, say it's the size of like a PT2, that's probably about like a standard price for that. I mean, you think about like, I've seen guys get custom built wood pedal boards right, and pay like $1,000. Oh, totally. It. Totally. So $700 after shipping, you're looking at a little over $800 for this. It's not necessarily like, maybe it's not a price that any of us would pay, yeah. but somebody... Someone's gonna pay it. Would is down for that. People are buying these. I, I guarantee it. Yeah. I just don't like it because I don't think it's gonna look good when I when I kick a dent in it. <laughs> Why would you kick a what? dent? Because I'm rough on my stuff. stuff. Now, because what if you just like turn it. the whole thing into a, a big spring tank? 
And then you'd be kicking it all the time. Why don't we just turn it into a grill? It wants to be. be You got some dogs cooking up there on the stage. Yeah, I mean, if this thing is selling for eight hundred dollars, why don't we just go to Home Depot and pick up some charbroils and you know take the legs off and put pedals in them? There you go. That'd be a lot cheaper. It'd be a lot cheaper. Might be a lot heavier. Oh, you think heavier? I don't know. The grill I had was pretty heavy. This is a propane tank. Propane tank makes it heavy. The rest is pretty light. I don't know. I haven't owned a grill in years. And imagine being the guy, the only guy who shows up to the gig with a grill. <laughs> be cool if it's I like, mean, uh, if you have a residency at some sort of like a, you know, smokehouse. Yeah, restaurant, yeah. You know, it's like that's part of the theme, like the aesthetic yeah. of the place. And if you use like that really crazy Velcro, you're already using a spatula to get the pedals on your board. <laughs> a guitar-shaped spatula. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, thing is, those things are so stupid. Did any, any of you guys get novelty guitar gifts for Christmas? Closest thing I got to a novelty guitar gift was I got a a uh, music trivia game. Oh, that doesn't which, count. Yeah, I which, did too. It was interesting. Yeah, actually, I yeah. actually like it. Yeah. Do you get anything? Nope, not this year. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm trying to figure out. I one year I had somebody send me a couple um, guitar, like little, like miniature guitar. Christmas tree ornaments. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Christmas tree that's, ornaments that's, are fine. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the spatula's not even that bad. But I don't think opinion. I don't think I have anything like that's really good. Lord, man, yeah, I'm blowing my nose. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever received like some real novelty stuff. Um, maybe do I have any guitar shirts? No. Yeah, there was a while where I was getting guitar shirts a lot. Some of them I don't. There are certain ones I don't mind, uh, but yeah, a lot of them are just kind of like, meh. Yeah, I've got, I've gotten guitar shirts from like relatives who are like, oh, I saw this. Yeah, Target or whatever. This was at the Hard Rock Cafe. I thought you would like it, and it's like, say, none of our families listen to this, right? No, no not at all. <laughs> uh, I have I have guitar shaped hooks that are hanging in the in mm-hmm. the pathway here in the laundry room. It's a cool. I think I, I think they, they're the same ones I have. Yeah, everyone got those when they were at Target or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they were. But they were painted to look like the colors of the guitars, so I we spray painted them white to make them a little oh, bit more. That's a nice touch. The, so, mo- the most painful shirt I saw over and over um, this past year, uh, 2016, were the T-shirts that just said "She wants the" and then a D chord. Yeah, and I was just like, oh. My. That level of novelty, like guitar shirts, is gross, and they advertise them on Facebook all the World's time. World's okayest guitar player. Yeah, I already know I'm that. I don't need to be reminded. <laughs> you know, like wife jokes and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's ugly. Let's talk about some of these guitars. Let's talk about what guitars. What guitars do we have here? We got we got three guitars here. I want to. Who touch made one. them? I'm gonna hand the double bag to Co. These are guitars made by Kevin Equits. Oh, I said the name right. Yeah, you did. I was more worried about your microphone. Yeah, I so, know. Um, <laughs> I'm roughing stuff up here trying to move the guitar. So we, we kind of, we kind of, um, I purposely handed him the double bag because I pre- wanted to hold this one. <laughs> kind of previewed, I guess, uh, this last episode, but we got uh, Kevin Equits uh, from Equits Guitars here. Uh, yeah, just don't drop that. You can drop the other ones, but not that one. Okay, I'll drop them. <laughs> oh my gosh, this neck is crazy. Yeah, it's fat. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, 
so what uh, for everybody that is uh, listening and and not seeing any of this, <laughs> yeah, li- listening to Steve and Co and I like play unplugged electric guitars. It sounds like a <laughs> sounds like Guitar Center, right? In, in a power outage, with, yeah, in a power outage, or in Amish country. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. so, I actually like this giant neck, right? Right. That is your guitar, Steve. That is like your speed. I usually hate giant necks, though. Me too. Yeah. Okay. So that this one uh, that that Steve is holding right now, this is called uh, the Rayburn, and and so going into this year. Um, my goal was to to come up with three designs that I could kind of point everything to because originally I was doing like telecasters and strats right. and the that way type most of stuff. people kind of start out. Sure, and and the realization was especially uh, and here's a shout out to the Luthierist podcast. You know, um, you know those guys are are big inspirations to me, and, and I really appreciate um, you know the investment that they make in in uh, sharing what they do and and giving insight and stuff. So, um, in you know, listening to that and talking to the people and just kind of doing my own uh, observation and, and general nerdery. Uh, I was like, you know, I need to come up with uh, like three is a good number, right? Uh, it works it's a magic for, number. It worked for in and out You know, you see some of these oh other gosh. guitar brands that, that they've only got like one shape and, and even like one color and it, and it makes it work. So, um, so these were developed kind of, um, you know, well, I, I'll talk about the one that Ryan's holding later, but sure. um, th- you know they they were kind of hatched like just through sketches and and um, my my day job involves graphic design and, and stuff, so you know doing line work in Illustrator and kind of working through the aesthetic. So uh, the one that Steve is holding right now is uh, called the Rayburn, and and it's it's inspired by uh, Telecasters, um, uh, the the Wilshire. You, you know you you'll uh-huh. you'll see influences from other guitars. And uh, so the goal with this one was to make kind of a good straight ahead. Um, you know, it's it doesn't have like an angle in the neck pocket. It's got a hardtail bridge. You know, so this one is uh, it's actually the base model. I'm intending to really just have a, a bridge pickup and that's it. So the one that he's holding uh, that's got that neck pickup kind of as a little added bonus. Um, but this one's really cool. You know, the, the one that he's holding right there, it's an alder body. Um, Feels nice. The neck that he's talking about, <laughs> he's modeling right now. Yeah, Steve is taking selfies. He's taking Stevie's over there. No, they're good. I could only get the guitar in it. I had to take myself out of it. And <laughs> why were you smiling? That's okay. Because it, it was funny. <laughs> he was doing duck, duck lips. <laughs> but anyway, this one is, is for a friend of mine, and uh, his name's August, and... and um, he he makes incredible amps. Otis uh, amps. Otis right? amps. Yeah, look check them out. up. They're they're pretty, they're pieces of furniture, and they're beautiful. Yeah, they're they, really they're beautiful. awesome. So please check out Otis amps. But uh, so he and I, you know, we, we were going back and forth and talking about ideas. So he really likes kind of the the uh, Les Paul, like the um, you know some of the larger ones, like the fifties Les Paul necks and and all that. So anyway, this was also um, inspired par- partly by um, you know Paul Roney, who is like you know he's he's you guys know he's awesome oh, yeah. he's big inspiration to me but the way that uh he developed the neck um it was almost like a uniform thickness all the way through i'd kind of stumbled into that accidentally because the way that i build them you know you start with a um you know uniform thickness and you start kind of taking the sides down and 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 uh-huh. then for me at least i I'd, I'd create the shape and then i start tapering it towards the the uh you know towards the nut and um the thought was like well 
why? Like, why not make it one uniform thickness? And it was probably that same week that I heard him talk about it on the podcast. It's like, man, that guy's brilliant. So anyway, this was an opportunity because it is a beefier neck. I thought, well, let me try that. So instead of it being super beefy down by the 12th, it, it actually feels really normal. And then down by the first few frets, it's... Um, it gives you a lot to hold on to. Yeah. And, and I, you know, honestly, as I was making it, 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 it kind of worried me a little bit. But then, you know, once I strung it up and started playing it, I really, really enjoyed the way it felt. So anyway, um, all three of these necks have kind of varying thicknesses, and 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 I did that on purpose too. Um, as you know, most of these, not that Rayburn in particular, but most of these are prototypes for me. Um, like in Ko's case, to you know, to show people, to kind of get people to put your hands on them and, and kind of see what I'm about here. Um, right. So the one that Ryan is holding is actually. That's called the Ashford, and and this one started out really the whole kind of direction for for me. This one, um, I'm a big fan of the Jazzmaster yeah. and the 335, and you know there are elements of, of all those that I really really like. And this one came about um, from Nam a couple years ago. One of the guys at uh, the Reverb booth was talking to me about you know my guitars, and and he was suggesting that I, I sell them, you know, through Reverb. And I said, well, I usually work direct, and you know the person has an idea and then I build it for him and, and he kind of challenged me and he said well what would you make if you just wanted to make something for yourself and I was like you know he's got a point um and and uh you know we can talk about it in more detail but when you're a small builder and and you um you only make a few guitars a year uh-huh. your marketing is basically your finished products like that's right you know like that that's sense. what you're posting in your feed and all that and and so I was realizing that my whole like portfolio of completed work, because again, coming from the graphic design mindset, uh-huh. you know, like your portfolio speaks for you. I was like, you know, I, I really want to put out some guitars that are kind of what I would do if given my own license. And so this one, I took a sheet of Plexi and um, like a full size drawing of a jazz master underneath it. And I, I changed some of the lines just freehand with a Sharpie and, Kind of got it to where I wanted it, cut that template uh, or cut that plexi into a template. And then um, for a while, I was just calling this one the freehand guitar because I, I really wanted it to just be that type of an experience, the way that the top was carved. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of stuff I deliberately did without, um, except for the body, I did without templates, like the headstock, I did without a template, just because I really wanted that real, like, yeah. you know, natural type of, you know, feel for it. And it does feel very, like, natural. And organic. I I keep admiring the the back carve on it. I'm yeah, the really back carve is nice. Of the back side of this, and right. I usually don't spend any time looking at the back side. Well, and yeah, that Ryan's was, not much of a back side. Well, <laughs> side. Well, he's he's definitely you, uh, more T than A. When you look, oh my gosh. <laughs> when you look at, at like old fiddles and stuff, where they would have this beautiful flame maple on the back. Yeah. You know, in my mind, that's that's special. That's that's for the person who owns it. You know, uh-huh. and so that's why on on some of mine, like I've got some where I've uh, done some pinstriping on the back, or you know, like uh, the one that Co's holding as a burst. Or, you, you know, it's like that's that's for the person who owns it you uh-huh. know so um so yeah this the, one the back on the one coast holding is a burst yeah yeah and, whoa that's it's cool pretty. i didn't see the back of it earlier right oh, that's that's really cool so anyway um yeah this one this one really uh kind of got the ball rolling it was like one of the you know uh, like an iteration of of several designs that i really liked and 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 this was actually all made from leftover parts, uh, except for the the pickups, of course. But um, 
yeah, I had some some extra wood from other builds and and it was, you know, just the way that the time worked out, it was like, you know what? Let's do this. So it took a while because this, it was built in between other projects. Right. So it took like a year to put together. Um, and so this is, did you, earlier you said that this started as you were going to call it the freehand. What did you settle on a model name or? Yeah, I called that one the Ashford. The Ashford so I came right, up okay. with names for all these kind of just based off of, I went to like a baby name generator and <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's, That's it's funny. It's tough. Well, I like, cause you hear another podcast, you know, like pedal makers and stuff. It's, it's really, really difficult to find names that aren't uh, already taken. Yeah. And so, so the, the meanings of the names were very important and, and I want to make sure they, they sounded cool and kind of fit the vibe of each guitar uh-huh. um, and, and were unique. And there were some, some names that I ended up, up you know like having to scrap so and so does also um does this one that ryan's holding it has a mahogany back yeah that one's mahogany with a with a maple top okay because it i feel like so often you see mahogany where it's got um it's either like it's either already red or it's tinted red um mm-hmm. so when i first saw this like it's it's really interesting because you don't see mahogany in this color that I don't feel like you see it a lot. There, there are certain like Les Pauls you see every once in a while that have it, but I'm just I'm used to seeing mahogany. It's like, almost like a fire, like the fire brand. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. and where it's just it's left kind of in its na- all, like a natural state. The color scheme on this one, the black and the cream and the mahogany, the uh, the Gretsch Duo Jets always have a special mm, place yes. in, in my uh-huh. heart. It and, makes um, total sense. And and that color scheme is just so classic. And as a you know as a direction for all of these guitars. Um, like my background playing at churches and then, you know, cover bands, we were joking, cover bands and cover bands, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I just wanted to make sure that it's something that could adapt or, or, or you know, fit in, in different contexts for different players. And, and so I didn't want uh, them to be too pigeonholed in any one direction. I like it. This, this feels really nice. No really one's got this, the really slim neck on it. That's yeah. as slim as I'm comfortable going. This is the one I keep getting drawn to just on the feel and he's playing a black guitar, folks. I am. <laughs> you know, you know, I mean, we've you, got a true listener to the show. Yeah. When he throws out a reference like that, you make, you make like it, I wouldn't have even made that reference, and you, I make this show. You make you make it gold sparkle, and I'll be in love. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> All right, so we talked. About I'm not committing to buying anything. I have to always say that. So I fall in love with guitars ten times a week. But. Okay, so that's two of the three, and the Ashford is. Kind of, if you think like In and Out, for example, you have your hamburger, cheeseburger, double double. So that uh-huh. one's like the double double. That's the big one. That one is. There's a lot in the construction of it. You know the. Like, the the carved yeah. top the semi hollow and and the semi hollow I'd consider that an upgrade I mean this would be great as kind of like a you know solid body with a carved top you know right, or right. chambers or that kind of stuff so in my mind that's an upgrade but um, that one was intended to be like top of the tops whereas the Rayburn was really kind of more of like your working man's you know right kind of just bare bones irreducible complexity like simple you know go-to kind of thing uh the one that co's holding we call that one the devera and pretty. Uh, i really like that shape and this actually came from a, a friend of mine had me build him a guitar a long time ago that was a um a framus a framus uh is that how Hollywood? you pronounce it i've always said framus yeah i believe it's framus uh okay. but i'm welcome to be corrected Famous on that with an r so, but you can see it, it, you know, it bears some resemblance to a lot of classic offsets and jazz masters and, you know, th- that type of thing. Um, so this one is is really intended to, and this was kind of the third design I made, but in my mind, it sits in between the other two, you know? Yeah, um, right. 
And uh, so this one in particular, it's, it looks great with the Bigsby because there's so much real estate behind the bridge. Um, but this one has more of a true offset. The the Ashford that Ryan's holding has offset waist, but I made the the back end of it like more symmetrical so that oh, you could yeah. put a tailpiece on there. Whereas this one has like kind of you know more of a more of that kind of warped offset type of thing going yeah. on. Yeah. And um, I see that. surf instro surf music has just been such a huge you know part of my background too. Uh -huh. Like I was telling, uh, I listened to a lot of Dinosaur Ghost while I was building this one. <laughs> um, and so anyway, this is kind of a tribute to you know if, if you could think of these two like like the Ashford is more like East Coast kind of like you know jazz and yeah. you know blues and that type of stuff. Whereas the Devera, I t that's more like West Coast kind of rock and surf and and that type of stuff. So. Um, so yeah, this one's, it's cool. It's solid, but I just finished up. This one is going to be a, a demo guitar at, at NAMM. Cool. The folks at uh, New Neighbor were very gracious to, um, you know, um, to share a booth with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, uh, one to of the guys you? there. Well, dude, that's an upgrade because last year when we visited the New Neighbor booth, they, the guy who was demoing, uh, who was also listening to the show, he was playing a squire. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, if I remember correctly, so uh, well, that's going to be very slight upgrade. That's going to be good. seen a lot at Nam. Like pe people well, are going to gravitate towards. Well, these. I got talking about the Quilter event you guys were at. Uh -huh. Yeah. And they were they were super cool, and um, so they hit me up, and and you know they they said, hey, if you you know we're are willing to, we'd, we'd like to have one of your guitars in the booth, and it's great for me. So I, I'm very appreciative. So any of you that are going to be at Nam, please stop by New Neighbor. Uh, if you see a, a Pelham Blue offset guitar, that's do you that's know where, where they're going to be? No, that's a good uh, good question. I, last year they were downstairs. Right. I, I mean, things change every year, but yeah. right. I'm betting they'll be downstairs. That's a cool kids. That's club. the, the cool better kids. place to be. It you know? really is. So anyway, um, yeah, that's all three. And um, so, so I guess um, these are all just like great guitars. <laughs> the one, the Ashford, mm -hmm. uh, we've seen a. a a few times now because we saw it up at Cower Fest, I right. believe. Uh -huh. And that uh, was, I mean, uh, here's a shout out to to Doug. I mean, uh, you're already a brilliant, you know, guitar builder, but then to host an event and he put it out there. He's like, hey, if you build pedals, if you build guitars, bring them, you know? And, and so that was, a, that was a great opportunity for guys like me. And, you know, it's really appreciated that. And so, yeah, this is, for a while, this was kind of, you know, a bit of a, business card or type of you know right. portfolio kind of piece for me so yeah you guys saw it there um one one thing before we kind of get into the stupid the details i guess we talked about this a little off air mm -hmm. before um but before we get to that um i just kind of noticed it i really like how subtle your headstock is like it's mm -hmm. so simple yeah thanks. but yeah. it's something where it's just like it's like you didn't try to do a lot with it, but you ended up with something that's like really cool where it's kind of just this, I hate to say it, it's almost like you just took a generic shape and you said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to like do a deer tag. Right. Uh, in it. And it ends up to me, real class. like it makes a really like powerful, it's like a, it's recognizable. It's something where mm -hmm. it's like, like, I feel like it's, it's subtle. So many companies, they try to do the headstock thing and they try to do something that like is really memorable. And they're, they're trying to like, what can I do? That's going to be the new open scroll or the right. open book, or what can I do? That's going to be the, 
the you know the offset the prs offset point or whatever and this is just a real simple like taking the rounded uh like a rounded simple headstock and then just taking a little corner off and, and i really like it i feel like it's on par with pulse headstock shape yeah sure it's I mean, so difficult to come up with like a six in line yeah shape you know that they're out there and it's like it's either fender or it looks lame right <laughs> yeah yeah you get right? too far yeah. away from that and it starts to look real weird which even still fenders i mean when you see the old bigsby's you can kind of see where, where it yeah, came yeah. from but it's just so tough and, and there are some that you know you, you see this happening with uh, a lot of stuff where somebody will design something and i mean any of these i i've seen other guitars where it's like oh my gosh that's that's something i came up with and it, we just accidentally did the same thing uh-huh. you know and, and it's just like that with headstocks so um there were a few six in line concepts like for this Devera kind of this offset one where you know it's like oh that'd be super cool with a with a six in line but it was like nope it's too similar to other headstocks and and it just was kind of it it felt like there was a little bit more just being you know kind of a a young um you know um builder so to speak you know in in this this scene it was like let me uh, let me focus on the consistency of kind of keeping the same headstock on on all three. I mean, they are slightly different across all three. Like the the Rayburn one is narrower, hmm. and um, the Ashford one because the body's a bit bigger, so it's wider and it's got a little bit more pronounced corners. But for the most part, they're they're similar. And and then you know the logo or quote unquote logo is really just my signature at the top. Right. Um, Do you sign each one or is that exactly? Pretty? And that that's uh, you know my wife um, that was you know a lot of her idea too. Yeah. You know, you see guitarists kind of sign their guitars uh-huh. and, and I mean, you're going to get tired of that when you start making 500 guitars a year. Well, I'll deal with that. If <laughs> yeah. that ever becomes so you're actually signing issue. it. And yeah, then, because, oh, that's cool. um, yeah. And, and you know, I, there are arguments either way about like, you know, well, it should be a, you know, something you can read. And, and I've had people like, Oh, what is that? And they look at me like, I don't even know what that scribble is up there. But you know, for me if though, you, I kind of did that earlier. Buy, I'll be honest. Like sure. I, I kind of no, did that I, earlier. I know that if you buy the guitar, you know what it says. Up there. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And, and for me, it's more important that, you know, each one is unique and you know, all the time that goes into them. So it's like, and you know, coming from like the, the design and, you know, art background, it's like signing, yeah. uh, you know, a painting or a something. painting or something and and, and honest, honestly as like a, a consumer it's like i look at you know a guy like you like you're starting out you have your first you know you're gonna make your first couple hundred guitars and then either either you'll make it or you'll fail not not to be dark <laughs> no but you'll, you're absolutely you'll, right <laughs> you'll hit a point where you're like okay now i'm making so many guitars like i need to all have a, you'll have a logo and you'll have something more standardized and then the people who bought the original run will be like, I've got this, I've got a special one. Right. I've got the one that's got the signature on the top. You right. Know? And and there are people that I know that um, like my father-in-law has got this callings, old school callings, uh-huh. you know, and when you see uh, and uh, a lady I worked with had an, like an old tailor, you know, from the back in the way back. Yeah, in the yeah. And when you see that the hand signed thing on there, it really means something. And, I know it's like, yeah, who's going to care who that Kevin Equitz is in <laughs> 20 years? You, you know, never so know, man. You never know, we but could it's be not guaranteed. We could be talking to future but, Bob Taylor here. We don't know. <laughs> but the, you know, the purpose is, um, you know, really You're gonna just... You're going to eat a lot more burritos to be future Bob Taylor. <laughs> right. The, the purpose is, is, is really just to kind of keep that element in there, um, 
you know, that each one is kind of unique. So every signature is a little bit different and it's kind of fun too. Like that part of the process, you know, it's, it's kind of midway through cause it's under the clear. So uh-huh. it's fun. You have a lot of really, uh, inter- you know, it's funny. Like, I feel like I'm throwing up these, these questions that sound scripted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I noticed I see here on the sheet that you want me to ask you. About. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I noticed earlier, I actually one of the other things I think is really cool is, um, and forgive me if you said this already, but these are all maple neck guitars, correct? Correct. Yeah, there there are some things that uh, are are pretty much standard for me, um, and and all with you know deliberate kind of decisions so yeah uh, maple really is is my preference it's great to work with and and for my process um it works out really well um you also see these are all um bolt neck designs right well so so two things i noticed on that um one was the maple but i think part of the reason i really noticed the maple is on both the rayburn and the uh was it the d devera they kind of have this uh it's not so much a skunk stripe per se but it's right. just like a line going going down the middle and attached to that is the rayburn uh the headstock is this is painted front and back and on the devera it's painted front and back but the back matches the front of the guitar right like that's a really like subtle um design nod that like it just that goes from being oh yeah he's painting the back of all of his headstocks to like like it's something where it just it's really cool um and i also know like the neck joints are kind of different it's still a four bolt design right but it's kind of like it's not your typical four bolt design and that's something that i mean gosh we could talk for hours about this and this is probably more of a luthierist podcast kind of conversation (laughs) but yeah uh this is one of the things that i feel like uh pretty strongly about you know and and you know gosh you probably get a lot of hate uh comments about you know arguing set necks over bolt necks and you know there's really nothing wrong with either (laughs) of them in my opinion if it works but uh, for me, at least, I'm working in, in you know, out of my, my home in, in a small space. Right. And so to be able to build these things separately and mm-hmm. attach them later after finishing really, really, um, it, it makes it makes it a lot easier for me. And it makes for, in my opinion, a better guitar in the end. The fact that I can do the fret work and, you know, on the neck while the body is, you know, getting like the you know it's it's hanging uh after getting the finish and all that stuff like to do these separately is is a big deal and which also has to do with the maple uh aspect of it too because you can leave that relatively unfinished i mean i really right. just spray a few light coats of uh lacquer on there and then yeah, that's the, it the next feel great and they're there it's really you know you deal a lot less with any movement as opposed to some of the you know like mahogany or those other ones so yeah, there are people that would argue maybe the tone of a mahogany neck and a set joint, and that's okay because there's so many other places to get guitars that are made that way. Right. Uh, but for my purposes, it really works out best to do a maple neck uh, bolted in here, and and you know some of the ones that I've built, it's the sustain is crazy. So it is possible yeah. to get sustain out of out of thing like this, and sure, you know any one element like determining the tone of the whole guitar is kind of screwy anyway. Right. Like you yeah. really have to look at the way all the things come together. I really love <laughs> that. This neck is right. It is ridiculous. What is the model number name on this one again? Sorry. That's the uh, Rayburn Rayburn. It's kind of like this, this uh, Telly style Wilshire concept. Right. This is what we keep saying. So, so yeah, you, this is just really neat. 
really classy. You kind of you kind of hinted at something. It feels like holding onto a beer bottle. It's so it does. Thick. <laughs> you you kind of hinted at something a minute ago. That's and what you I, should call I, it. You should I call it know. the beer bottle neck. There you oh go. My gosh. I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> All right, we got it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I misread it. Um, but are you are you building like building everything from scratch? Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, you're not, like, metal. You're not, like... <laughs> you made these strings. <laughs> no, actually, Stringjoy did. Shout out to Stringjoy. Uh, but and, you're you're taking, yeah. like, a slab of, slab of mahogany, right. and that's your body, and right. a slab of maple, and that's your neck. And, Correct, yeah. And a slab of rosewood, and that's really cool. I actually, like, man, this Rayburn, like, everything is... This is a, is, this uh, is a Steve guitar through and through. It really is. And, well, I'm looking at... I'm not a big, like... I won't say I'm not I'm a I'm not into aesthetics because I definitely have a personal aesthetic. Yeah, you do. But there are things Everybody about does. this guitar that like I'm picking up on, like the way the rosewood just kind of waves through mm-hmm. uh, right around the uh, 17th fret. Oh yeah, it's kind of got that I wave going on. Like that's cool piece, huh? uh, August is getting a really cool guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing is really impressive. But, uh, I love these these covered pickups too. Yeah, they're humbuckers, right? Well, uh, the bridge one is. So uh, those are Dominger pickups, and um, and so gosh, years ago he sent me a note through Twitter, and at the time, you know, the, the other builds people were specifically saying, "I want Duncan's on this, or I want Demarzios on that," um, which there's nothing wrong with those, but. No. Uh, when it came time to do the Ashford, which was something that didn't already have like a pre-existing, you know, standard or expectations, I thought, well, you know, this is a great opportunity to just throw the concept to this guy and say, here's the idea for this guitar. Here's kind of what I'm hoping it's going to sound like. And, and other than that, like you just do your thing. You know, I knew that I wanted soap bars because mostly, honestly, how they looked. Um, and, and I said, you know, just send me what you want to build me. And, and so he sent me these pickups and, and it was fantastic. Cause like, even when I opened the box, they smelled like, like cigarette smoke. You know? <laughs> so, uh, you know, but you could tell that they were just kind of, <laughs> they were, they were, they were wound and, and, you know, I could just picture this guy sitting over his machine or, or, you know, whoever was, was winding them, you know, smoking a cigarette and watching the, the wines. <laughs> but that, that's all part of like what I'm trying to do here too, is, is, you know, that type of like, you know, artistic, uh, creative approach. Um, and it's been great. He's, he's done pickups for all these guitars actually. And so the one that you're holding there, Ryan is, um, that's a, it's a humbucker size P90 in the neck. Gotcha. And, uh, and, uh, just a, a humbucker, not just, but a humbucker in the bridge. Yeah. And I love, I love the way it's just this flat cover with no screws or anything. It's cool, huh? Real classy looking. So, it, that's a thing where it's like, you know, left to my own devices, unless somebody says otherwise, that's probably my go-to combination. I really like the way that those uh, sound like the, uh-huh. kind of from, uh, I first started from the Duesenberg guitars, but so yeah, those are some of my options. If, unless otherwise specified, you know, that's going to be uh, in the, 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 um, the Devera that Cohad has the same thing, but those are like, you know, those Chrome soap bar style. So one's a P90, one's a stacked humbucker it's just nice to have an option where you can cut the noise yeah. um and oh, get I'm a little extra bump i'm a big fan of the uh the humbucker and p90 setup i have that in my sg right now the middle position too yeah it just sounds so cool yeah and it's just like it gives you that tight and you know powerful bridge and then like the really like high character neck pickup exactly that doesn't just get all muddy fun. you know exactly like neck humbuckers they sound great if you're by yourself 
But once you're in a in the setting, like with a band and context, if there's any other instrument yeah. filling that space, then then you're really struggling. Yeah, that's a great combination. So I, I also like to do um, treble bypass bleed caps. Okay. Um, so that you know, with those kind of pickups, you know, you can still kind of dial them back if you need to. The uh, the grease bucket tone control that, that Fender does on their Cabernitas. Um, and that, that one actually on August is really cool because for his amps, he does a lot of these cool like, you know, NOS uh, uh-huh. components. So he sent me uh, pots and caps and stuff. Oh, really? So yeah, the, the components in there, those are just these cool old crusty, you know, <laughs> components <laughs> that he sent me. That's fun. Um, but yeah, so again, you know, unless otherwise specified, those are kind of my go-to. Same with the 23 frets. You know, that's just for fun. Right. You mentioned that offline earlier that all these... Do all three of these guitars have 23 frets? Yeah. <laughs> what's, yeah. The, what's the radius on this neck? 12. That's a 12. Yeah. That's that's another standard. Uh, it's just comfortable for me. Yeah. I, um, like, I like flatter radiuses more and more. Right. And that, yeah, that 23rd fret, uh, I have a template... And that fits in a miter box, you know, when you cut the fret slots. Right. And a lot of times, if you're going to end the the fretboard after the 22nd fret, the, the the slot for the 23rd fret would be a rational place to end it. So on, um, it was the Ashford actually. When I was cutting that board, I I just kind of kept going, and I thought, well, if I don't need it, I'll just cut that off as I'm building it. And then the thought came: it's like, well, why not? Like. Put it. I don't ever yeah. play up there, so it's not like I'm gonna use it. But, but then what I found is because uh, um, I'd done a, a 24 fret guitar for my brother. Um, he's amazing, like shredder, uh-huh. like real technical style, and he actually uses that. So, but, so great guitar player, no tone. No, actually, he's he's got he's got it all, which is why I I probably went towards building rather than playing because, I, and and here's honestly to watch him play like he plays on a guitar that I made feels better than being able to play like he does. You know, it's, it's a great feeling, but anyway, like on that guitar, you know, when I was testing it out, doing the action, like that 24 fret, like it, it really kind of messes my head. Like you see that extra octave and you kind of feel like, Oh my gosh, this, this fretboard goes on forever. <laughs> but the, the 23rd fret for me, mostly it kind of, um, the way that the neck meets the body and stuff, it kind of pushes things back just a little bit to where, um, you know, if I ever go past the 12th, it's usually around like the 15th or so. Right, right. right. What that does is it kind of gets a little further away from the body just by that one. Fra- it's it's a little subtle thing, but it's one of those kind of like, well, why not? You know? Yeah. So unless otherwise specified, we're going to go 23 just because we can. I like it. Yeah, that's a really neat option. Uh, we, you know, again, we talked talked about some of this stuff it means you can play uh you can play your your c minor scale here (laughs) i don't know what that means (laughs) that is c minor right because there's what's the highest dorian scale you can play c yeah you can play a c minor scale no problem okay and then you can you can bend up (laughs) i don't know any of those words (laughs) i play bass (laughs) you need one string and one string only (laughs) low low e yep first five frets it's all you need i think i tip when I, when I like go above the 12th fret i usually like don't go any higher than kind of like my uh like my b major shape yeah but there's definitely room on here to go a little higher than that honestly it was it was more sarcasm first and then i realized the function later yeah it's kind of it's kind of neat because it's like compared to some guitars it's a little extra 
right. but compared to other guitars, it's like, oh, we're a little bit more uh, pulled back. We're a little bit more conservative. So deal with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> like right there in the middle. I like it. It's a it. really interesting choice. And actually, like, I, I'm you. maybe you've looked into it. I don't know. Are there any other companies that kind of like just do 23? I've seen some like just kind of doing some hashtag searches and stuff. Like there was an SG I saw that had one. So I don't know. Maybe it's some random custom kind of thing, but not too many of them. Because yeah, so, I'm, I'm just used to seeing 21, 22, and 24. Right. It's weird. And, and, that's, 20, and 27. <laughs> and that, that was kind of the sarcasm. It's like, what about poor little 23? Like, oh, it doesn't get any attention. Right. So, uh, yeah. When I was when I was a young wannabe shredder, I always wanted one of those hammers that the, has like twenty seven. Yeah, has like twenty seven or like thirty something frets on it or something like that. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, do you have a do you have a website? Yeah, equitsguitars.com. Cool, cool. And I, I don't. And know. you're you're on the group all the time. People know you. Know, well, you're more of a lurker, but yeah, yeah I, I like a lot then, of stuff. Every now and then, you you comment. Right? I don't know. I don't, then I don't know if this is a thing we want to throw throw it on the show i Good, guess if Steve. you want to edit this out maybe like what what are you looking at numbers wise for one of these the price is on the website um and and so the the rayburn i believe i'd have to look <laughs> but yeah it's well, around, i mean if you want a ballpark for the whole range yeah ballpark maybe? it's like 2100 uh or so like for the base model uh rayburn so that's that's like a single pickup, you know, again with 23 frets and that uh-huh. this, I, I really like this uh, top loading uh, hardtail bridge. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. You know, I'd still put the treble bypass, you know, all the, the fun stuff in the guts and the 12 inch radius, a bone nut, all that kind of jazz. Um, the neck, you know, thickness based on what they require. If you need more of a soft V or a C shape, you know, I can do that too. But, um, and then, uh, so the, the Devera, I'd have to look, but, it's it's below three thousand for the Devera, and then the the um, the Ashford I, I would start at um, because of how it's built. Like that's in the the low three thousands. Yeah, sure. you're in, you're in a standard range for yeah. a guy building a guitar. I mean, and the Ashford's a semi hollow, so I think it's you know. Well, that would be enough charge to do that again. Right, I mean, because yeah. of all the carving on the top and all that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But so you do know, you normally do you do the Ashford? I guess you did say this earlier. You didn't, like you would normally do a just a carved top solid body yeah and that depends on the woods that they want to use you know if it's going to be um like a heavier wood i want to make sure the body's light enough so you probably do some weight relief chambering but um yeah it all depends and a lot of the process is is a lot of back and forth emails and and conversations you know it's really important to me to to find out what kind of music you're into what do you play what kind of guitars you already have right are you plugging this into um so yeah, it's it's all very uh, very custom, very deliberate, uh, tailored to you. But then of course, you know, I've got some spec builds in the works too that that are things I want to do, and that's where Co comes in, you know, with his his road show and all that. So, sure. So it's a fantastic opportunity to help get the brand out there, and I'm back in. <laughs> and, and that's get, why I had to put the guitar down because I I was sitting there and I was like noodling, and I was just like, dude, like. The countdown started to where you turn too fast and smash into a microphone. <laughs> like, just like this late, it's like there's just guaranteed something will go wrong. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, but Co's right in in um, like what we were talking about of getting guitars into people's hands. It's uh-huh. really the most effective thing. Uh, you know, we can look at pictures and we can talk about it, but in the end, you really have to connect with the guitar yourself. You know. Absolutely. So, I, I mean, I, I've looked at 
your website. I've, I'm constantly on your Instagram. <laughs> you send me pictures of stuff, and I, I never realized the the is my inner circle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the forearm contour. Does he pay you ten dollars a month? <laughs> no. The forearm contour and the uh, it's almost like a tummy cut on the Rayburn yeah. is kind of cool it's almost like a sidewinder thing going right, on. right. I, yeah. I mean i never That's saw that in the picture. Thing. i never could tell that in the pictures oh okay well cool. there's a definite uh graphic designer's eye thing going on with your designs that i really appreciate just thank you attention yeah. to lines and attention to just the kind of overall shape of them how lines intersect and well whatnot. and and that you know that's a, another nod to paul roney in my opinion you uh-huh. know when you look at i mean his his guitars are just beautiful um not only do they, they feel right they sound amazing but when you just look at them aesthetically they're gorgeous yeah. you know and it means same could be said for a lot of people but but it was his aesthetic that that really caught my eye um like it was one year at the nam show walking past the 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 booth he had one of his uh the oceana the single pickup it was like just this this awesome like candy red uh-huh. with that kind of sweeping teardrop pick guard and it was like this beam of light from yeah. the ceiling and it was like <laughs> i couldn't see any other guitars but that one yeah. and so yeah he's a huge inspiration in terms of designing them visually uh-huh. well there's a lot of things that can go funky and i i see these things as a graphic designer a lot it's just like that pick guard is like there's something really funky about it like the way the lines connect with the lines of the guitar is weird or like we were talking about headstocks earlier. Headstocks can go weird so quick. Right. People are trying to do, you know, like a Fender style thing without being Fender. And it just looks like a weird, like, like blended up weird thing. And it can be done right. But the people yeah. that have done it right have already done it. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, a huge, it's a huge challenge. But like, you know, talking about Roni is like, you know, I think, think both him and Doug have a really good eye yep. of like doing these pit guard shapes and doing these lines yep. that, if you sat there and sketched it out, you'd be like, no, that looks dumb. But then somehow like they do it just right where these shapes that normally wouldn't work just like connect. And right. I, I think you're, you're sitting in that pocket too. Like oh, thank you've you. got a lot of lines and a lot of shapes that are like really connecting in really like pleasing ways. And aren't, I think the, the biggest goal is not to do stuff that hurts the eye, you know? Um, right. And, and uh, you know, I'm seeing a lot of that happening with these, uh, this new school of, of small guitar builders that are coming up with these designs or like they don't want to be, you know, making Fender copies anymore. They don't want to be making Gibson copies. They're, they're like venturing off a little bit more and coming up with new ways to treat uh, the visuals of electric guitar that are avoiding some of the pitfalls of the past. Right. And that, that was a conscious decision. I mean, there's so many builders out there that make amazing like Telecasters and and it's like, you know, uh, it's, don't need to do that like because there's yeah. so many other people that are doing it so well and it's like let them have it and there are telecasters out there made by fender and there are telecasters out there made by everyone trying to remake a telecaster you know? right and and it's tough because that design hasn't changed so much yeah but then i don't know maybe it's an interesting again this is probably more luthierist podcast but you know <laughs> thinking about like like it's when you're in that spot and you've got a design that's that's so well known it's almost harder to innovate uh-huh. right it's harder to put something new out there because you know people are like oh but it's not what i'm used to yeah yeah so i don't know you like you really get stuck like we were talking you know this this rayburn someone could look at that and go nope that's not a telecaster you know <laughs> or right. another person could walk up right in and go 
Oh, it's just a Telecaster. Right. You know? so oh, that's like, like you, my that's like my dream Telecaster. Yeah, you, know? you can't win sometimes. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I said about the little stinkers. Like this is like my my dream like LP special. Like right. this is what I always wanted them to be, but they never were. Well, and know? that's that's got to be a huge compliment to Paul. You know, yeah. and and Doug too. You know, Doug was one of the, the people I heard say like, "I'm the only person that makes this guitar," and, right. and that really resonated with me. It was like, "Dang, well then what am I doing?" You know. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting because there are guys who kind of just do very like. There are guys who do um, designs that you know the the visual is obvious, mm-hmm. and you're just like, man, dude, like, all right, whatever. It's a Telecaster, but like, you made the butt bigger, like, <laughs> you know, or it's a Telecaster, but like the horn is shorter. Like, who cares? <laughs> it looks like yeah. you got stung. But by it's a like bee. I could see two guys. I could like I could see two guys at Nam. Seeing the Rayburn and being like, no, it's a Wilshire. No, it's a Telecaster. Right, like, right. Getting ready to like go to blows. Like, because it's like, and, and at the it's same, like a peanut butter cup. It's yeah, both. And, <laughs> it's, 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 it's got a little bit of both. peanut butter in my chocolate. But yeah, at the exactly. end of the day, like, it's a really cool design. Like, I, well, the, the, uh, Devera kind of has this, to me, Kind of has this uh, Gibson RD mm. sort of shape going on. Yeah, kind of like With, RD meets. You know, offset fender. Right. So, yeah. so these are like yeah. really cool designs, and it's something that I've noticed is is because you mentioned before that you kind of do uh you do design work like professionally, that there are people who just have an eye for design, and it works. And Paul is you know mm-hmm. again without getting without turning this into the luthier. What is this? Uh, yeah. a Paul Roney. Uh, <laughs> um, well, you know they're they're the other they're. He's Probably, inspired a lot tonight. They're the uh, they're the two like guitar builders that were most closely yeah. affiliated. There, with. There, are like, gu- there are guys that just have and they're the have two guitars who stuff. Guitar builders who have sent us stuff, <laughs> right? Um, but there are designs where you know, like like I said, you see and you're like, oh, this is just like this is there's deri- there's derivative in a way that's that you're a f- that like as a consumer you're almost like offended by the level of pandering you feel like mm-hmm. you're getting right and then there's derivative in a way where you look at it and you go this is this is a really cool take like right it it's looks well it's familiar but it's special that's exactly yeah. exactly the point and and that um uh there was one year at the nam show that um I got to have one of my guitars hanging um, in a booth for uh, they're called the guitar hanger. So they, they do these, uh, you uh-huh. can hang them in your closet and really cool guy. He, he let me um, use some of my guitars for his, his booth. And they were right across the way from GJ too. So mm. Grover Jackson was over there and one of the guys was like, dude, that's Grover Jackson. So I'm like, well, all right, <laughs> I got to go talk to him. So I went over and introduced myself and I, I said, hi, hi, Mr. Jackson. I'm giving you <laughs> and, and, and I built that. And I pointed, it was this, it was a strat that I had built and he kind of just glanced at it and then glanced back. It was like no acknowledgement. <laughs> but we had a great conversation. I mean, he he took the time to talk to me. And, and man, what an amazing guy. Um, but he made the point to me, which also, you know, all of these influences all kind of mixing together. But he was telling me, uh, and I'll summarize it to this. He said, everybody wants their dad's guitar. When it yeah. comes down to it, all the crazy shapes and all that, like there, there's, there's something that was. Hold, hold on, my dad didn't play guitar. I know, but, but I, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, you know, the ones that that you know you grew up mind. looking at, watching other people sure. play, and as a, 
a child of the 80s, you know, when I grew up, like they were bright colors and they were pointy and, uh-huh. you know, it was, they were fascinating to me that way. But then, you know, you start tracing it back and you see all the, the classic songs and then the instruments that they were playing, you know, there really is kind of some standard, um, you know, some, some lines that we've been conditioned to really appreciate uh-huh. aesthetically. And so then how do you leverage that into something new that's familiar but unique yeah. it's, it's it's tough there's kind of like an uncanny uncanny valley element to it like yeah if you, if you tweak these classic shapes a little bit things look really bad things look really off you have to tweak them a lot and you have to almost start over with them to get into a place where people can accept them right you know, here's a, a thought guitar as somebody who's not a design guy uh-huh. or doesn't think about this stuff at you're all. an idea guy co come on tell us co okay so it, on, is man. it so you're saying if somebody takes a classic design and mm-hmm. tweaks it a little bit, it looks wrong. Yeah. What if somebody takes their own design and tweaks it a little bit to lean more towards something classic? Right. That's what works. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? That's exactly okay. what I'm saying. Yeah. Gotcha. There's there's something in the there are right. I mean, there's I there's right ways and wrong ways. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see a Parker fly. I see somebody who said like, well, we kind of want to go with like the double cut Stratocaster shape, but then there's just angles that just don't, I don't know. They don't do it for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys love those guitars, but it's just kind of like, it's a little, it's a little too much in it. And it's, so it's interesting because I think a lot of guitar players, they want things to be familiar, uh-huh. but you know, they, so they're only willing to go so far. If it's exactly the same thing, but it's a little bit off, like maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. The Ibanez RX series, like they're just really pointy strats. Yeah. And they, and and somehow that works. Like that somehow that works for Ibanez, but for a lot of... And I, I've never heard anyone complain. It's, it's pretty conservative. But there are other, like I said, like again, like the Parker Fly, like it's still a, basically a strat. But... But it's ergonomic. There's some things that just don't work about it uh, for me. From an aesthetics, from I like my their, personal aesthetics. I like their headstock. I'm not a big fan of their guitar body, but I like their headstock. Well, Which it's just interesting because most people hate their headstocks yeah, too. Well, I also yeah. like the Yamaha Samurai headstock. That's true. Which That's is true. kind of a similar sort of thing. But it's a point you made uh, a few times, Ryan, where it's, you know, since it's, it's a prop, you know, it's uh-huh. a stage prop. And, and when you look at some of these guitars, it's like, Okay, let's say you're in a cover band. You're gonna play "Sweet Child of Mine." Like that's gotta be on something that's like a Les Paul or looks yeah. like a Les Paul. Like you could probably get that sound out of lots of other guitars. Oh, sure. Or let's mm-hmm. say you're gonna do uh, "Pride and Joy" by Stevie Ray Vaughan. It's like you if need it's, a strat. If it's on an Ibanez, like just right, it may sound right, but you know, like we can't get past the idea that it there's there's a, a look that needs to connect. Right. Yeah. You yeah. can't play Metallica on a Telecaster. You can. You can. You can't on stage. And and or <laughs> you've got the charisma to pull it off. You know, John right. Five, uh, right? Oh I yeah, mean, yeah. He's that's his. But whole he plays angle. in a totally different way. But he's also infusing all that country kind of background. Yeah. But still, like it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible. It's possible but, to do it for yourself. It's it's not. Like if you're coming up with your own songs and your own look and your own stuff, you can do whatever you want. But right. to get it to identify with right. a known thing. Well, how many exactly. times have we gone to a show and you see their equipment up before the band starts? Yeah. You don't know anything about this band. Maybe it's the opener. But you're already, you're making assessments like, okay, I see a Strat and I see a, a Marshall. You know, like right. you're kind of piecing together what they're going to sound mm-hmm. like. Right or wrong, we still do it. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, we should wrap this up. This yeah, is a long episode. I think uh, we're just going to do two ads on this one. Yeah, I don't and, think we uh, need that to do another one. That was a great chat. Um, it's been so long since we've had like extra hosts on here. Like this was kind of nice. Was, I think the last, what was the last time we did an Equilter event? It was the last time we did interviews. Yeah. Well, we know yeah, how that turned even out. Really, <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> you, don't, you don't have any controversy around you, do you? Not yet. Give me hold time. on, hold on, hold on. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, are you a terrible person? Oh, God. If I post this on Gear Page, what's uh, going to happen? Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> have, you, uh, have you taken money from anybody and not sent them a guitar? <laughs> no. No, all is well so far. <laughs> Has anyone received a guitar from you and been like, "This is just a squire neck"? This guy slapped onto a oh boy. a pine a pine board from oh man. From Let's Home wrap, Depot. Let's oh wrap my it gosh. up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for coming on the show, guys. It's been yeah. So this good. was yeah, this was really cool. Me. This is well, and it's not just so having good. guest hosts; it's doing it like on our yeah on our on format, our turf. on our turf, uh, in the garage, being back in the garage yeah. doing this stuff. Um. Yeah, let's uh, thank our sponsor, Sinusoid. Sinusoid, the cable company. Yep, go check them out. Go like build an imaginary cable for yourself in their cable. Builder. Yeah, not to and be then con- buy it, right? Yeah, and then buy not, it. Not to be confused with Sinusoid, the I don't know. Yeah, there, yeah, there was something else recently. I saw a Facebook ad for it called Sinusoid, and it wasn't and it was the cable not company. Not the cable company. Weird. Yeah. Was it a gear thing? I don't think it was gear related. Something at else. All. Huh? Something else. Yeah. Like it. I'm not going to make jokes. It freaked me out. So It freaked you out? Yeah. It was scary? A little bit. Oh. I'm scared. <laughs> also, uh, big thanks to Fuzz Rocious. Yeah, Fuzz Rocious. Uh, they Ryan, make wild and crazy pedals. Yeah, Ryan, at, Ryan at Fuzz Rocious. Um, we got to get... We, so this year, we got to find a way to put you, myself, Josh Scott, Ryan. There's a couple other guys. We got to get a photo together where it's just like the tall boys, the tall boys. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. I didn't know where you're going. And then I put it all together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess there's something kind of cool. Like the, this, the six, the six plus club. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you we, in that club? Co? Must be nice. No, no, six, even six, even. Yeah. yeah no. There's a, <laughs> we should get like shirts. Josh, Josh Scott wow, is the one suck. guy that Josh, Josh Scott is the guy where, Ryan and I go and we're like passing by and we're, we're talking to him and both of us look at each other and we're like, dude, we're short. Yeah. <laughs> and then, tall, and then last year, Ryan from Fresrocious and oh man, they make so much cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, he was like, I'm so glad you guys stopped by like both of you at the same time because I finally feel normal because <laughs> he's about like six, yeah. six, two, six, three, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, uh, they make some cool stuff i've heard they're a really cool operation because it's it's ryan making the circuit designs his wife is painting the pedals like uh doing art by hand and doing some some uh silk screening i think and then there's options you can pay for where their kid painting their kids will finger paint the pedals and it's so rad they they did the video i think with reverb Uh like last year sometime that i've wanted to buy from them since i have and and their all their pedals are just so like experimental and a little bit different mm-hmm. and quirky and it's like if you're looking for something off the beaten path Fuzzrocious yeah. is a great company to look he's at. really good at the thing where you're like okay i want though the anomalies is like just insane the yeah. moth is insane but he also does stuff that like like the rat king. there's an inspiration like the yeah. rat king where you're okay it's a rat but there's things going on that just you're not going to get anywhere else yeah. or like he 
the demon. Uh, the the demon. Yeah. The demons. Uh, is like a I did the OCD de- kind of a thing, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. you you got stuff like that. I did the demo for the feed me, which is basically the like the tone tweakers like wet dream. Yeah, it's just a bunch of freaking. I forget like, what it is. It's like four hundred something possible combinations oh, of like. No, it's like. F- it's in the thousands. It's I forget how crazy. many thousands. It's four 12 position knobs. Yeah, so so figure that out. But it's, it's like basically math. cook up yeah. your cook up your own tone stack sort of situation. It's crazy. Hmm, cool. Yeah. 20,736. Does Holy that sound hell. familiar? That's four times that's 12 times 12 times 12 times 12. Yeah, that's how you do it. Uh I think that's the math. one. It's I thought, nuts. Isn't it's there nuts. like a two-way switch in it too? No. Well, know. there's there's uh, a master volume and a master uh, tone. Those don't I count. Think. Yeah. So yeah, so Fuzzerocious is like yeah, you got to check them out. If you haven't looked them up, go check them out right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Co and Kevin, for being on for the last couple episodes. Yeah. Uh, again, Co, do you have a do you have a website? I that do. Set up for this thing or so by Nam the website should have a page for the road show. Okay. Um, but it's my same website, C-O-E-S-C-H.com. Okay, cool. And Kevin, it's uh, EquitsGuitars.com? Correct. Very cool. So check those guys out. And uh, we're going to go off on this song from John Maddox. He's in a band called Rewind, Retry. And this song is called Decompose. <laughs> Later, guys. See Bye. ya. Later.
breaking down